Hi there and welcome along to another workout for you to row along to. It's day 29 of the 30 days of 30 minute workouts. We're almost there. It's tantalizingly close. We've just got one more day after this. Now, as being, uh, in my case anyway, I've just done two rather intense sessions. I did a mid-tier as 27 and a top tier as day 28. Today, we're going right back down into a bottom tier workout. It's going to be really simple, really low level, low stroke rate, low pace in order to to let body recover, to kind of consolidate on everything that you've done over the past couple of days, and also to make sure that our bodies are prepared for day 30, which is gonna be back up to a top session. So having done the top session yesterday, I'm going bottom and then top again. It's the first time in a long time I've actually gone top, bottom, top. Tend to go like mid, bottom, top or something. Anyway, so that's why today what we're going to do is 30 minutes at 18 strokes a minute and right about 2K plus 20 to 22 pace. Now, if you want to, I'm going to give you the option where at every one minute marker you can just give out one, maybe one or two power strokes, okay? Depending on where you are in terms of your energy levels. Maybe you took yesterday's uh, free or day 28 session as a um on that freestyle one you kind of did a low level workout then anyway so today you want to add in a bit more power then by all means do a few power strokes every time you hit that minute marker to get the a good, decent push from your legs but today's session should really be a bottom tier fitness boosting give you a chance to kind of work on the technique and especially that hang off the handle from the front all right so let's get into a four minute warm up. Now, as always, we can head to the front and set up the drag factor if you're rowing on a Concept 2. If you don't know what drag factor is, then please check out the video I have on the YouTube channel. I set mine to run about 120, 125. If you're rowing on a completely different kind of rowing machine, that's perfectly fine. You don't have to be on a Concept 2 to do my videos. But what to do is set your resistance or whatever you have to a point that you get a good amount of weight from the stroke. You can feel it going through your body, but you don't have to heave against it in order to get the machine going. All right, that's very important. Next up, if you're able to, set your monitor to eye height so you don't have to look up and you don't have to look down, both of which will ruin your posture. And finally, if you can change the foot stretcher height, then set it to a point when you can get to the front of the machine with your shins in a vertical position, if you can. Okay, I know some machines don't let you do that, which is a bit unfortunate, but hey. If you have your feet set too high, you can get kind of bound up and not quite get there. If you have them set too low, you can go flying straight past that vertical position, uh, which is kind of bad from a hyperextension point of view, all right? A good guide is to get the straps to go across the bottom lace on your shoe or across the balls of your feet and that will hopefully then give you the comfort to be able to get to the front of the machine how I am suggesting. But of course, set it where works for you. There's no one rule, okay? Right, take this off because it's still cold in here. So we're going to do this at 18 strokes a minute for the warm-up. And we're going to pace-wise just think about getting a, a relatively good push from your feet to connect the power to your hands. And then we'll increase the pace up to around about 2k plus 20. Okay, here we go then. In three, two, one, let's go. So just a warm-up for the time being. So it means you're not going too intense. Just get your body moving. So you can just think about the timing between your feet pushing into the machine, so you push with the feet at the same time that your hands connect to the handle and then that handle connects to whatever powers your machine whether it's a magnet or a water wheel or in my case a flywheel it's the same for every machine that you push with your feet at the same time that your hands connect 
to whatever your machine moves. It's really important. That's how you get the power in there. You also want to have a forward lean to run about one o'clock into the front of the machine. And you want your arms straight. I'll talk more technique stuff as we go through the main session today. For the time being, just think about increasing that push from your feet and get your pace closer to 2k plus 20. And if you don't know what I mean by 2k pace, then it's based around rowing a two kilometer time trial and dividing the resulting time by four to give you the average time to cover 500 meters in your 2k time trial. And so when I say 2k plus 20, you go to, oh sorry, 20 seconds slower than your 2k average 500 meter pace. All right, let's put one foot on the ground, continue rowing. Don't worry if you haven't done a 2k and you don't have a training time. You can kind of do it by a rate of perceived effort. How hard out of 10 you think it should be. Hang on. I'll take one more stroke here and then we'll swap feet. And today's row should be around about 5 out of 10. Bearing in mind, 1 out of 10 is sitting on the couch, eating a bag of crisps, watching a good movie or something. So 5 out of 10 is when you start kind of really putting in some kind of exercise. One more stroke here, and let's put both feet in the straps, legs straight, and just roll with your back and arms. So swing over your back, pull in your arms. It's important that you've got nice straight arms as you start. Okay, so straight arms, then swing over your back and then pull them in. Then get your hands away to set up those straight arms. Tilt over your hips. It's very important, this part of the rowing stroke. Right, roll to the front of the machine with arms straight, forward lean and just press out with your legs. Not too hard, because I want you to try to hold this position and not going to recoil from it, just so you can get used to pushing out the front of the machine in this forward lean and straight arms. Then get that timing right of your foot press to the hands connecting. One more. Oh. All right then. So I'm just going to quickly load today's session in from Ergzone. Bonk. Let's see. Two clicks. And that's it already. Pre-programmed my monitor to a 30-minute row with five-minute splits. So I can come back afterwards and take a look to see how I got on every five minutes to see how consistent my row was. Have a quick drink. Now remember, we're doing today's half-hour row at 18 strokes a minute and at around about 2k plus 20 to 22 pace. So it's a very simple row. 
I know that 18 strokes a minute is a little bit destabilizing for a lot of people, but trust me, it really is about flow and rhythm, which I'll talk to you about as we get into this row. Okay. Um, it's just one of these, I've said before, it's one of these things that if you're a little bit Ooh, about doing them, you're unsure about it and the rhythm and things, avoiding it isn't going to make it any better. <laughs> so what you're best to do is just do it. And the whole point is of this row is that it's so good for you that once you get into it, the fitness boosting capability from it and all that kind of stuff is so good. So you don't want to avoid it. All right. So are you ready for this? So we're doing this at 18 strokes a minute, 2K plus 20 to 22 pace. And at every minute marker, if you want to do one or two, maybe three power strokes, it's up to you. I'm not going to call them out all the time because, well, that could get dull. Um, and frankly, that's not what this row is about. I'm just giving you that option just to try and break it up a little bit. All right. So here we go then. In three, two, one. Let's go. After all over this 30 days of 30 minute workouts, I think I've only done one or two straight 30 minute rows at the same stroke rate and same pace. I've tried to break them all up into varying pace and stroke rates splits. But because the past two days have been right up there intensity wise, then this is the perfect session to just let your body regenerate ready for the very last day of this series. I know I said I wasn't going to call it out, but after this stroke, if you want to do some power strokes then go ahead, big push from the legs. Remember the power comes from your legs. Okay. The majority of the power from your rowing stroke comes from pushing your legs into the machine while your hands are connected to the handle and you're in a forward tilt over your hips with straight arms. So those three things really need to happen in order for the power to flow into the machine. If you have bent arms at the front, as you push, then you're just fighting the power from your legs and you're robbing the opportunity to finish the stroke with a good powerful pull because you've already used up half of your arms but it also means that that power is going that the force is really going through your muscles and straining them and can lead to various potential injuries from shoulder strains to tennis elbow and even back issues 
Whereas if you keep those arms straight and the forward lean as you push with your legs, that power just surges through your body. And I've kind of, to be honest, lost count of the amount of times people have said that they need to pull with their arms or they need to row at a high drag factor because they just can't get the feel for pushing with that forward lean and the fact is they then send a video and they're like this as they row leaning backwards and it's no wonder there's just no way to really get that hang off the handle in this position and get the power in from your entire body whereas this forwards position I can push with my legs the power flows through my body into my hands and I can then add in the swing of my back over my hips which adds in enough power that you want to do it, put it that way and then everything leads in to a natural powerful finish with the handle into your chest but some people just don't quite get that position right and so they're the ones that especially at low drag factors they're the ones that struggle and say they can't get the power in so they have to have a higher drag anyway I got sidetracked I'm ranting thing is I talk about low drag factors and all this stuff as though it's all this is specific to a concept too but it's not the only thing that separates different rowing machines really is how far forwards you can get to the front of the machine so every time somebody posts a question about what's the best cheap machine to buy and then they maybe post a few examples of cheap machines they've seen the simple answer is the one that lets you get to the front with your shins in a vertical position arms 
straight out in front of you and that forward tilt over your back so concept two water roar rp3 and a few other rowing machines are all set up this way to allow me to come forwards with my arms straight and a forward lean and to slide far enough forwards on the machine that my shins are vertical I remember I've already had my little rant about how they are the three kind of macro positions you're looking for I mean there's also quite a lot of other things like make sure your posture is up on your sit bones rather than rounded and back neutral chin relaxed arms and stuff but at the very core if you can find a machine that lets you get into this position shins vertical arms straight out in front of you forwards tilt over your hips then it just comes down to last ability price what the monitor display gives you what kind of resistance or weight you get out of the stroke but the number one thing is to get into this position because it's so important there are a few machines that have swiveling foot plates that as you come forwards to put your feet into that angle the entire foot plate moves regardless of anything else stay away from them because you'll never get a good push from them but really the reason I'm saying all this is that I don't want people to think that you can only do these row along videos on a concept 2 or a water rower you can do them on anything now I've got no idea why I'm talking about this today must be said we're on day 29 this kind of nugget of information would have been much better given out in you know like day one <laughs> but like I've said a few times I don't sit there and have a script about what I'm going to talk about 
before I start a row. I just climb on boards, start rowing, and <laughs> see what tumbles out of my mouth. <sighs> Maybe I'm just trying to think about inclusivity, making sure that anybody is comfortable to row these and that I'm not saying you have to use Concept 2s I mean, listen, it works better on a Concept 2 because if nothing else, the pace guides I give you will be totally accurate because, well, maybe your machine is slightly different to your when you try and do a two kilometer time trial maybe your time is completely different maybe it comes out at like 10 minutes on whatever machine you're using because it works like a spin bike rather than using the setup of a Concept 2 which then means my 2k plus could have you rowing a lot slower than you should be that's where the RPE thing comes from or comes in where if you can work out what your intensity should be for like a bottom tier should be 5 or 6 out of 10 like look, looking at it across the entire workout that you start at 5 out of 10 and that even if it increases towards the end to like a 6 or 7 you don't slow down you continue at whatever pace you think is 5 out of 10 and then the mid-tier stuff that's around about 7 or 8 out of 10 and the top-tier stuff is a 9 or 10 out of 10 but listen, all this pacing guide no matter what whether you're on a Concept 2 or not it does take a while to get used to what your body can maintain how to pace yourself and things and that's important when it comes to doing longer rows like 5k's or 10k's and things I mean I remember my first ventures into time trials I figured I could just strap in and row as hard as I could until I finished and that approach might work for like a 500 meter but the tail off especially across a 10 kilometer row 
the tail off from starting off at max speed and power ends, ends up quite large and then you can slow right down you tend to go a lot slower as you recover and then tend to speed back up to pretty much the pace you should have started off at so maybe there's something in that <laughs> maybe you should start off a 10k at an eye bulging sprint pace <laughs> screaming up and down the machine <laughs> Just go, completely destroy yourself after about four minutes and then you have to limp along for another three or four minutes and then you can pick up where you left off at a pace that you suddenly your body just falls into is a lot closer to what you should have started at You can tell it's getting to the end of this series. I'm kind of all over the place, chat-wise now. I'm not even talking technique anymore. But again, I figure we've been through 28 days together so far in this series and I think you've heard me talk technique quite a lot so I don't need to spend this whole half hour talking about just technique we have mentioned the most important macro elements of the stroke that forward lean with straight arms and shins vertical at the front but oh crikey I promised I'd talk about fluidity and rhythm from the start sorry <coughs> can I say from the start of 12 minutes <laughs> start of 12 minutes to go edit that in Right, let's talk about that then. Sorry guys, guys and gals. I should have written that down. So, if you struggle with these low stroke rates, there could be a few reasons why. Number one is that you're not getting that power from that position I keep talking about and the hang off the handle yeah I obviously started talking about this and got sidetracked so especially at low rates to get the power in you really do need to get this right with the arms straight, 
and the push of the legs. Oh yeah, because I was talking about people rowing at low drag factors and not able to do it. Anyway, sorry. So, when you hold that forward lean, as you push your feet into the machine, and your hands connect to the handle, the power should just surge up through your body into your straight arms so that effectively that power is pulling back on the handle but because you're leaning forwards and keeping your arms straight you're not actually pulling on the handle the force is just flowing into the handle so that you're hanging off it you don't actually pull until here at the back of the stroke so push pull push pull the difference is that you have a swing over your back in the middle of that so push swing pull push swing pull but as your back swings your legs are still pushing push swing pull and so that's how you at a low rate really surge that power in it's not a straight line of power you don't just it's like a it basically is a curve concept 2's have a screen called the force curve and that's what this should feel like is that as you drive through the stroke it goes a big curve that fades off at the back and that force at the front should really woof really quick up into that curve especially at these lower stroke rates and that's what kind of slows down the drive phase hang on I'm going to do this rest of this strapless it slows down the drive phase enough that you can think about these stroke rates as a 2 to 1 ratio of drive speed to recovery so if this was 20 strokes a minute rather than 18 the simple calculation would be one second drive two seconds recover but the truth is if you don't get that hang off the handle at the front 
rather than your stroke taking a second as you surge up through that curve you can just fly back in half a second and feel like you're not getting any power into the machine whatsoever especially at low stroke rates and low drag factor and so that's kind of how you are able to slow down the stroke because of that weighted powerful curve of a leg drive but then you also need a nice fluid rhythm to how your body moves and especially how you get into the recovery the recovery being this part as you but well, everything after when you pull the handle in and it starts well it starts by getting your legs down at the back of the stroke and finishing with the handle at roundabout sternum height and your elbows through your sides trying to keep your wrists flat as you pull through if possible and a good strong posture at the back okay you don't want your hips pointing to the back wall which causes your tailbone to tuck underneath you you want to be braced and powerful at the back of the stroke and then what happens is that as you finish the pull of the handle because you're finishing nice and powerfully there's a natural spring rebound of your arms sending them forwards again not the whole way it's really only about that far that they naturally bounce but all you have to do is continue the momentum that's already begun so your hands start to move out and because of your good posture as everything moves forwards from your arms it triggers that lean forwards of your body so that then all you have to do once your hands are past your knees is bend your knees and you will roll towards the front of the machine again in the perfect position to start the next stroke now this can fall apart quite easily 
if your posture is poor at the back then chances are you're not getting the hands away and that tilt forwards or what can happen is that people row upright okay let's see if I can do it very rigid and it's very robotic and I just can't get any power in here because that swing over my back is gone and I have no real fluid momentum to take me forwards again it's just like a dance you want the the pull in leads to the push out which leads to the tilt forwards which leads to the knees bending which needs, leads to a compression at the front of the machine that winds you up like a spring which you then push out of to then finish and then recover it's all a dance should always be moving you don't see me holding the back of the stroke and then rushing a recovery to the front it's all smooth but you also don't see me come to the back and then throw out the hands I see this a lot too with people that have obviously been told that it's important to get the hands past the knees so for oh for love nor money <laughs> they're not going to get that wrong they're doing everything they can but it destabilizes that rhythm that flow to be able to row at low stroke rates and all it is is a good drive and then a very fluid recovery and you don't I've talked I'm talking rhythm you don't need to be a drummer a good dancer or whatever you just let your body move between all the phases there's two more strokes to go I'm going to continue for a couple of strokes but what I'm going to do is slow it right down so drive and then hand away tilt knees drive so it's still a powerful drive but I'm slowing the recovery right down and this is a great slow-mo exercise to take you through what you should be doing in the stroke powerful drive out from the front hands rebound away using the natural bounce of your rib cage and your ligaments and then those arms away trigger that forward lean so that hands away forward lean then you bend your knees and when you're in this position your arms and your back 
are already in the perfect position. You don't need to straighten your arms anymore. You don't need to lean your back anymore. So you're not coming forwards like this and then having to somehow straighten up again, okay? Sorry. Here's me saying, I'm not even talking technique. And then I actually put a coda on the end that's all about technique. <laughs> I'm just so random, man. <laughs> right, so I'm just loading in a two minute cooldown. Again, two clicks on the phone. And thanks to ErgZone, it's already in there. Now I could continue to do this strapless. Now the only reason for doing these strapless is it sorts out like myriad issues with your technique. Um, in terms of slumping or whatever, because you just can't recover from the back if you're like if you're like this without straps. Because you're like, how do I get forwards again? Like a beach tur turtle at the back. So that's why I did it. So these two-minute cooldowns, I could try and remember to always do strapless anyway. But just explaining why I did the last eight minutes or so of the main session that way. So two-minute cooldown. I mean, that was a very gentle row anyway. So pick a pace around about two k plus thirty if you wish, and then let's just slow it down into a stop. Okay. So in three, two. One, let's cool down. But still keep that technique right. Even if you want to do what I was doing at the end of the main session and slow it right down. If you struggle with slow stroke rates or even if you just struggle with the rhythm of the stroke as a whole, then just really do think about powerful drive out arms away, tilt forwards, bend your knees, but slow it right down if you wish. Don't worry about your pace or anything. Just want to give a good push out the front so you can feel that weight of the machine. You still don't want to be just tickling it. You want to get a feeling for the majority of the power coming in at the front from your legs push recover push recover it is the number one way to add speed to your rowing is to tighten up your technique and get this flow through the stroke so that the power comes in from your legs your back and your arms rather than just legs and arms if you miss out the backswing or worse if you just go kind of sliding and limping into the front grabbing early with the arms and not really pressing with the legs this is a very common gym stroke that jolt of the handle into the machine because it's all coming from the arms I mean Hey, you get to show off your rippling biceps this way, but you don't get a cardio workout. You don't get the all over body workout that rowing is most known for. So anyway, uh, right. That's me done with the cool up, even though I cool, cool up, cool down. <laughs> a cool up, where'd a cool up be? How do you cool up? A warmed, uh, oh, by the way. Um, yeah, you don't have to stop. You probably have by now, but you don't have to stop. You can keep on cooling down or climb off and do some stretching and things. I recommend hamstrings, quads, hip flexors, some twists for your back, supine twists, um, shoulders, biceps if you're an early grabber. And then for forearms, pray, and then just push down into that position. 
The only reason I show you the forearm one all the time is because it's really easy to show you. All the other ones aren't. I mean, shoulders you can kind of do, let's see, that thing where you, you kind of put your arm across your body and then grapple it slightly towards you with your other arm. And that's stretching kind of down here for me. But I'll do a video about stretching eventually. Right, I, who knows what was going on in my brain today? So well done for making it this far because it was a bit strange. This is one of those ones where I'm sure people go, ah, I'm just going to watch a video and just row along with the image of him rowing rather than listening to him. But he maybe got entertained by my sudden blah, blah, blah. It's like I had a, I had like a, I've got 10 boxes open in my head and I was just plucking information out of all 10 of them and that's what suddenly came out today is, is, is my chat during the row. But hey, listen, it could be, I could be sitting here the whole time saying, come on, you can push it, you can go harder, come on, come on, come on. Don't know why I'm being American. Um, but I could just be sitting here just like, just yelling rubbish at you that you're just going to eventually just be like, just, it'll be like a wall of noise at you that you just wouldn't get anything out from it. So I tend to talk technique a few times in chunks through the rows so that I can talk about it. And then before you switch off, I start talking about some other randomness, like rowing a 10K at the wrong speed or whatever. And then I'll come back into technique again so that it's not just white noise at you. But that said, it could even just be white noise anyway. You just pluck little bits of info from it. But as long as it's kind of keeping you going, that's the point. They can't all be me being terribly entertaining and um, windswept and interesting. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, but hey, what I do apologizing for the stuff I talk about during my role? Oh, I'm, sometimes I'm so British. I'm sorry I didn't entertain you. Should I juggle for you next time? I could get some balls and I could juggle for you. I'd, I don't have any. I can, show, I can juggle three balls. Um, yeah, should I do a stand-up routine next time? I'm kind of hoping that if you're here, and especially on day 29, then you're quite willing to put up with my rubbish. That's how selfish and self-absorbed I am. No, I just, eh, you know, they can't all be. And plus a row like today is, tomorrow's row, day 30's row, is gonna be a fast one, okay? What we're gonna do, I'll say, so it's the 30th day, um, and as I'm doing this in November, which you don't have to be doing it in November, you can do it in July if you wish, um, the 30th day is on the 30th of November, and it's gonna be for 30 minutes. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna do 30 seconds at 30 strokes per minute, and then we're gonna take 30 seconds rest. And we're gonna do that 30 times, because that's a lot of 30s. <laughs> and it's gonna to be tough. I mean, that's gonna be 15 minutes worth of hard rowing. It's gonna be 30 seconds off, 30 seconds off, 30 times. And I want you to try and get up to kind of like 2K pace if you can. Now, you think about it, 15 minutes worth of rowing at 2K pace um, with only those 30-second rests, eventually, I think it's going to peter out. I've not done a 30 on, 30 off 30 times in a long time. So I've done 30 on, 30 off like 10 times, which is easy enough. You can quite happily hold pace. 20 times, you start to really kind of get find it tough towards the end. 30 times, it's pretty much uncharted territory for me. So we'll see how we can get. But the point is to try and hold 2K pace at 30 strokes a minute 30 times with 30 seconds off after each one of them. It's a lot of 30s. So that's why today was that real low-level recovery, regenerative row, and why it didn't need to be me throwing platitudes at you, saying, come on, you've got this, got this, whatever, because tomorrow's going to be filled with it. Because by the time we get to like the 12th or 13th interval, it's going to get harder and harder to maintain your pace. And so that's when I'm going to start to say to you, just keep on pushing, just keep that power coming in, hold your pace, hold your form and whatever. So rather than just throwing it at you today at an 18 strokes a minute row, 
I'll give it all to you tomorrow. Ha ha. Ha ha, says he. Right, I'm going to go because it's lunchtime. And quite frankly, um, it's always, see Monday mornings, because this is done on a Monday. Monday mornings, I always go a little bit loopy because I'm absolutely starving because I have eaten over the weekend a little bit more than normal. And so it's like, almost like my body's like, just give me that food again. Stop giving me a 16 hour fast, you big loony. And so that's where I am. So it's, yeah. I'm just at the end of my 16-hour fast, so I uh, am now going to head and have a lovely chicken noodle, um, kind of like a miso soup chicken noodle thing, which is very nice. Uh, but yeah, I think that's why I tend to go a little bit mad on Mondays, and then a little bit mad again on Fridays when my body's like, hey, we're getting spaghetti bolognese. <laughs> so my entire body is run by its options of food, really. That's, I'm, I am happy when I eat, <laughs> I'm mad when I don't eat. So anyway, right, okay, thank you so much for putting up with me. I mean... It's times like this, you know, the time, every now and then I will, I will raise up a question about um, why don't I get as many views as Dark Horse and Training Tall? <gasps> I mentioned their names. Sorry, I tend to not actually mention them by, by name because, well, for a start, I don't want you to go and seek them out and to go, oh, quicker, there is someone else that does this. But also, I don't, wanna, <laughs> I don't really want to involve them in this because I don't think they don't even know who I am. I'm a, I'm a midge on the windscreen of their YouTube channel. So to actually mention them by name is a bit uh, mean. But anyway, yeah, seven and then I do kind of compare myself. I get like, I do a video, I get a thousand views. They do a video, they get 150,000 views. And so um, every now and then I do go, oh, why is that? And then I make a video like this one. <laughs> and then that's when I kind of go, ah, uh, yeah, maybe that's why. <laughs> maybe if I, if I just kind of stuck to point, took my shirt off, stuck to point, said, said hey, everyone, let's go. I'm going to give you a killer workout. Let's burn some calories. Um, uh, and then just did the row and then went, right, see you, bye. And none of this nonsense. Maybe I'd get more viewers. But hey, on the other side, in years to come, my kids will watch this and go, that's why dad was in the garage all the time. Really? He, oh, crikey. Anyway, right, I'm going to go because this has gone on way too long and I've started to go even madder than normal. So thank you so much for putting it really seriously. Thanks so much for, for, in fact, for a hashtag for today, let's just put patience, okay? Because you're very patient with me as I go through whatever's, what's quite obviously turning into a midlife crisis and a breakdown. So um, yeah, patience. Um, thank you so much for, for, for letting me try and be entertaining towards you. Um, uh, yeah, and for taking up so much of your life. Um, I will see you, oh, see even my watch is saying, hey, stop talking, it's time to go. Um, I will see you in either day 30 or another workout. Um, and yeah, please look after yourself, stay safe, be well. Bye.